Hello and welcome to Sign On Crew. I'm Alfie, your host. Today, I will be speaking with Jayon, who agreed to be on the show. She worked on board the ship for more than seven years on the customer service department, covering position as guest services officer and moving up to become a concierge. She also managed a successful blog and published a book about her experience as a crew member. On this episode, we will be covering Jay's experience, duties, and responsibilities with the expectation of giving you a better understanding of the life on board as a crew member, what to expect, and how you can grow while you're on board and when you decide to move somewhere else you want to move on in your career. Jay, welcome and thanks for being here on the podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ivy. Um, thank you for inviting me. So uh, my name is Jay. I'm from Korea. Well, I worked on a cruise ship almost for seven years. I also wrote a book about a life on board. So yes, I'm a book writer as well. Uh, now I'm in Mexico uh, making my next move. Sign on Crew, as anybody who don't know, is a show about revealing and sharing the shipboard job secrets, taboos, and not that secrets stories from crew members, so you can make informative decisions and smarter choices when it comes to whether or not applying for a job as a crew member on board a cruise ship. Today's episode is what it takes to be a concierge, and I will be speaking with Jaeyoung Hong from Korea, as you heard already, who will walk us through her experience. Jay, please, could you talk about how did you decide to join the cruise ship as a crew member? I didn't really plan it, to be honest. Um, my dream was to be um, a flight attendant, actually. So I tried a lot of interview and some uh, got well and some of them no. And the final interview always failed. So I was searching the internet because, you know, like when you are interested in something and then you find like information about similar other things. I found about this cruise job um, on board uh, when I was in uh, Florida, 2009. I had opportunity uh, to go on a cruise ship well, as a guest. So it was my vacation with uh, some of the girls and we took a cruise and it was Royal Caribbean ships. I didn't know that before and um, went back to Korea looking for a job. And when I saw that cruise ship jobs are listed and I realized that it's the same company. So I felt more comfortable to apply for it because I kind of know the ship already that was going on there, even though it is not really recognized for Korean people because we don't really have like cruise ships yet. So I applied for the job and I got in. You mentioned there that you find out somehow about this cruise interview. Could you elaborate a bit more how It was, did you find this information out? Basically, I found it from the website. There was a like career part that I can click and see what kind of job postings updated. And there was a job postings from the Royal Caribbean. Of course, it was from like a hiring partner at that time. So um, it was in Korean. So I checked there and uh, the job qualification and stuff. And it says, well, uh, you have to speak English. The age doesn't matter. 
Also, the major doesn't really matter. So I'm like, okay, this is nice because um, in Korea, especially when I apply for the flight attendant, I have to think about my age as well because that is kind of big deal in Korea. So I kind of liked it already. And I kept reading and there was like jobs, like positions uh, listed. There was like a services officer, which is like a front desk. And cruise staff, like entertainment part. So I had experience already in Disney World. So I was thinking, yeah, well, I worked on a resort before, so it will be helpful for me to apply for this guest services officer position. And that's how I applied. How old you were at the time, Jay? I was 24, I believe. You say you were in Florida before. Is that where you actually worked for Disney? Yes, it was. So I went there as an exchange student with student visa, which allowed me work as well. So I studied maybe two, three weeks. And then I worked in Disney World. With There was like, uh, it was a big program like international um, internship program. So I work with the guys from all over the world. And also there's American students as well, because it's like a very big internship program for um, domestic and international. So we work together, we live together. Um, it's very similar, like um, the environment on board as well. One of the big questions that our listeners are concerned about It's basically English. How was your English at that particular time after you finished that internship or that experience abroad? Um, When I look back, not bad, to be honest. But, um, you know, there's always some space that you can improve. Um, I was confident. I think that was the most important thing that you, you know, you should have for yourself when you apply this kind of job because myself, uh, when I'm thinking, the language is not only about like pronunciation or um, how you speak, it's also about your attitude as well, your confidence, because I already had experience in uh, US and I already had some international friends that I always talk with even when I'm in Korea via Skype or Facebook. So I was ready for the job. I got it. Yeah. Um, so also just uh, you mentioned that you work on this theme park in Florida for Disney, right? So right. how this experience or previous experience on the hospitality industry will relate this into the cruise ship? Well, first time I worked in attractions named Dinosaur. So that is basically I worked. Um, as a part of the crew member there um, uh, for the ride and I collect tickets from the guests and I also mingle with them while they're waiting and basically I'm in charge of you know their safety and everything there the thing is at that time my English was not really good and I was not comfortable talking um, with the, um, the radio because people you normally shout in the radio and then I couldn't really handle it So I request to change my position to a merchandiser, which was perfect for me because I was working like one of the big shops in the animal kingdom. There's a lot of people coming in and out there just to check some of the, you know, um, the product, uh, Disney products there. 
And um, we always have some small talks and I recommend things for the guests. And so it was a really nice chance for me to socialize with international guests and also um, learn how to handle the money, especially U.S. dollars. So um, it was not actually like it's not like I was working in a resort at the front desk, but I think I had a, like enough chance to learn um, in a hospitality part. What do you actually study for, Jay? I studied uh, Korean literature and English literature as my second major. So it was not actually um, like hospitality or tourism. Do you believe these majors have helped you throughout your career at sea? Well, um, the major itself, um, maybe not. When we just talk about uh, like what I learned from it. However, um, choosing English as my second major, um, that made me um, dream bigger. Not only in Korea, that, but I want to take my dream to outside, like as a, in the world, as my stage. So I think it opened my eyes while I'm um, working on my English. And also, um, there were so many um, students whose English are really fluent um, when I went to the class. And I kind of like inspired a lot by them. On the onboard careers, what measure do you think will just make the most impact on going on board and growing into a career up to the corporate ladder on the cruise ship? Or on the other side, if you believe that they specifically have to study certain majors or careers in order for them to join the cruise ships? I actually recommend to choose a major that you really want to learn. Even if your dream is to be a crew member on board, still you can learn something else. When you are entering the university, your age is like what, 19, 20, is very young to decide what you're going to do like right now for your future. So um, just choosing a crew member um, hospitality as a major It's really nice if you really decide what you're going to do your future, like that early state, stage of your age. However, it is kind of risky if you kind of limitate yourself in that uh, specific uh, career. Myself, I studied literature. And while I was studying literature, I was interested in English and um, these different cultures and stuff. So I found opportunity to go on a, um, the internship in Disney World, which led me to be a crew member on cruise ship. And my major, which was basically writings and readings and analyze the others' readings, others' books, it helped me a lot when I wrote my own book based on my experience on board as well. I think choosing a major that you are interested in, it will make your life like more colorful and not limited yourself definitely will open yourself up for different possibilities right 
Right. Your first job on board was a guest services officer. Uh, could you just walk us through a little bit of what you used to do? I mean, we are focusing here in the position of concierge, but in order for you to become a concierge, you passed through this first step. And how was it? What was your impression at first? Uh, what were those challenges that you had as a guest services officer, which is uh, customer service, right? Right, it is. As a guest services officer, I worked at the front desk, which was really nice start to learn whole hotel operation at the front desk. Um, however, it is always busy. I have to run all the time and um, there's always a big line of the guests that I have to take care of. So I can't really focus like one guest, each one of the guests. Sometimes I meet like such interesting people at the front desk and who would like to talk more about uh, themselves or myself. But there's always like, you know, time is running and there's a big crowd there that I have to serve. So um, that was one of the things that I couldn't really do well, like a fast paced work. Money handling as well, it was one of my challenge. Um, I learned how to handle money when I was in Disney, especially uh, the US dollars. But um, I think I'm not that organized person who, who can deal the money like uh, more than $5,000 plus all these different foreign currencies as well when I exchange money. And I had an opportunity that I can apply as a concierge. So I uh, went up to the concierge lounge and how this concierge doing for his job because I had no idea what it was first time. And basically, I see the concierge mingling with the guests, socializing, talk a lot, very personalized, which I always dreamed of. And uh, they didn't have a cash flow, which I was really happy with. That's why I applied for the job. When you apply for that job, you already step on into the senior guest services officer or you were still guest services officer? And could you just elaborate about what the difference between those two positions are? I was a guest services officer when I had opportunity to cover the concierge position because I was lucky enough at that time because uh, the concierge had to go on vacation a little bit earlier than her schedule and there was nobody who can come to cover her. So uh, the guest services manager, my boss, asked me if I want to try to cover the concierge positions. That's how I started. And of course, I love it. And then I went back to my place after covering for maybe two months. And then when I came back, I was a senior guest services officer. So uh, after you finish two contract as a guest services officer, you become senior on your third contract. So basically, you have more experience than newbies and you are able to uh, train some of them. So I was actually body of somebody that I can train uh, the new joiners. While I was doing the concierge uh, as a covering, um, I had opportunity to take an interview, uh, like a formal interview with the guest service manager traveling. So um, I took the interview and then I passed. I came home for vacation and when I joined the ship again I was not a concierge yet because I was still waiting on the pipeline 
so I joined the ship as a senior guest services officer. So basically, after two contracts as a guest services officer, uh, on your third contract, you become senior. It was a great achievement by you having or holding that position before you actually became senior guest services officer. So congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. On regards about the opportunities of growing on board on your career, either yourself or anybody else on the ship, how do you consider against what you will have in land, you know, the opportunities and how fast you can grow? Um, I think it really depends on you. Um, doesn't matter like where you from like or how old you are if you decide to move up of course you have to be ready for the position and you should you know doing a good job on your own position like right now but if you are interested in some of the positions that you want to try or move to um, there's a lot of opportunity that you can ask uh, for example um, there's a like manager or supervisors on that particular um, the department that you can ask if you can have a training or some kind of information about the hiring process. And um, when you are ready, when you even though there was no job openings yet, when you are ready for the position after the training that you took, um, if there is any possibility or any positions open at that point, uh, they can consider you as a um, candidate because, you know, the opportunity comes to the person who is ready. Um, it's really easy on board. That is what I was actually surprised about. Normally, uh, like regular companies, I, especially in Korea, uh, it depends on how many years you work on that company to be promoted um, as a like manager or you know executive. But on board, if you're ready, if you speak good English. And it also depends on the market. Like for example, um, I know some of my Chinese friends who got promoted very quickly because they were good at their work. However, they also speak very good Chinese. Of course, they are native. Uh, but that time, uh, some of the ships were coming to China. So they needed some Chinese uh, manager or supervisors. So a lot of Chinese uh, became, uh, you know, a lot of Chinese got promoted at that time. So also, you know, it is about like you are there in the right time, uh, right place. But basically, if you're ready, if you are willing to be promoted or move up to next level or move to another division, there's always way open. I agree with this. I believe that is quite rapidly that you can grow on the career at sea is it does depend on you. If you could give advice to anyone who's interested to apply, what that will be? Well, first of all, um, you should speak a good level of English because that is just a like basic thing that you need on board. And all the safety training, everything job related, everything goes on in English. And that is how you can communicate with everybody all over the world so some of them of course they don't speak uh, English certain language and there's always somebody who can help but basically yes good level of English is really important to um, apply for the onboard positions I also want to advise to know about yourself because like for me for example I found my possibility for concierge 
um, you would need to mingle a lot with the guests. And you have to welcome the guests when they come into the lounge, especially when they are VIP guests who um, traveled a lot with our company so, or um, they book the suite room um, and then they get access for the lounge. So uh, you have to recognize them. And also you have to be very pleasant and you don't mind, you know, meeting new people and talking with them, basically. But if you feel shy or you feel like you are better with the office job, there's a lot of other jobs that you can choose after the guest services officer. That I didn't know before I joined the ship, that there's so much other opportunities that I could find. Like for example, um, after guest services officer, um, if you decide to apply for the financial position, which is better after you um, have some experience as a guest services officer, so you know how the operation goes. And also there is other jobs, for example, like in charge of the passport and immigration, which is suitable for people who are very organized and good at um, emails and keeping up all the information. People like me, you know, you like basically you are people oriented and you like meeting new people, um, mingle with them. Concierge is like one of the best job, I suggest. So before you apply the job, there's so many positions that you can find on board. It's me, Jay. I would like to give you some perspective about what's going on in the lounge. Um, so who's eligible to use the lounge um, on a cruise ship? So basically, there are two different lounges um, on board. Uh, when I talk about Royal Caribbean, the one that I worked with, so one is a diamond lounge for the guests who uh, cruises a lot with Royal Caribbean, for example. So they collected like more than 80 points. And after that, uh, they can come to the lounge. It's a like private lounge. They can open the door with their um, card, which is programmed already. Very exclusive. And um, there is a breakfast and um, the cocktail hours uh, they can enjoy. So as a concierge, I'm the one who is in charge of whole lounge operations and um, the breakfast service and the, um, the cocktail hours. So I work closely with uh, the restaurant part and also the beverage part as well. Um, the sweet concierge is very similar, like same open hours and same lounge hours. Um, however, uh, for the sweet lounge is for the sweet guests who book the sweet rooms on board. So it doesn't matter how many times they cruise before, if they book the suite room, they're eligible to use the lounge, almost the same service like um, the Diamond Lounge. But also they have some kind of privileges as a, um, as a suite guest. So basically the concierge's job can be different. It depends like which lounge you are taking, but uh, it's basically we served our most royal guests or um, the value of a guest. Now that Jay have explained us about her working area, also the people who is eligible to go into that places such as lounges, we're going to go ahead on the second part of the interview. Jay, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Please, could you tell us about your typical day as a concierge? Yes. So I I normally start working at eight o'clock in the morning. Around seven o'clock, we start our breakfast for the members for the lounge. There is a one uh, crew member who is in charge of the breakfast. So when I go there at eight o'clock, which is my desk hour, uh, the breakfast is already going on. I just check if everything goes well, um, if anybody needs anything. Basically, it's almost taken care of by the crew member who is in charge of the breakfast. And I'm there for the guest who has any questions or um, anything they need. They can come to me instead of going down to the front desk, which has a long line there. So I go to the lounge and check everything there. If there's anything not working, what I have to replace. And, and then I call the right division for that. And I check my guest list um, if I have to call any of one of the guests to follow up on their issue um, from the front desk. I call them follow up and I'm calling guests uh, for the courtesy calls as well if they are all doing well. That is my morning routines. Uh, basically, guests come and we say hi, we start talking about ourselves and we mostly chat a lot. <laughs> and then after that, I have a lunch break. And I start again around um, around five o'clock to eight thirty. That is the cocktail hours. As a, a lounge members, um, there is a complimentary cocktail hours going on from that time period. So I'm there to check um, the bartenders are there, um, all the drinks are there properly, and I'm just there to greet the guests and then I start talking with everybody also. And uh, if there's anybody has a question or need help, I go and help them. So 8.30, I finish my uh, shift and then I go for dinner. And um, sometimes I go for the show and sometimes um, I just like to chat with the guests and even after my duty. So I sit there chatting forever <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, that is my routine. Could you please just kind of guide us through in a way that we can just picture that uh, working area of yours? So in the lounge, there is a desk for the concierge. Uh, that I can sit and work and greet the guests there. Guests come to me and ask questions. And there are uh, like very comfortable chairs, like sofa and chairs that they can have a seat, also have a drink or a coffee. The coffee machine is always available. And there is a food area that we can um, display some of the food um, for the breakfast or the snack times. Um, basically, it is a like area that Diamond members or sweet guests can come and mingle each other um, um, also, there is a the ship that I was on. There was an outside area, like a balcony, and there are several chairs and tables that they can have a seat, uh, watching the views from outside as well. On regards about your job, Jay, what is it that you enjoy the most as a concierge? I really enjoyed uh, getting to know people, um, especially for the guests who cruises a lot. They don't really need uh, much help because they already know what to do. So they don't really bring me a lot of questions, actually. 
So um, it's really nice to get to know, you know, every one of them, get to know their name and talk about the shifts that we've been on or the places we've been on. I think it was a quite privilege that I get to know people better. On your career at sea, uh, what are those takeaways? Well, first of all, I met so many nice people from all over the world. We became friends and I'm not going to change anything with that, you know. Uh, it was very valuable experience and um, it was really nice way to learn how to socialize with people, especially my job, because I meet so many people um, every week and um, I get to know them. That is one of the things that I learned from the ship. And as working um, in a service area, I learned how to talk to people properly, dealing with all these complaints sometimes, but with a nice manner. Um, I think that was very important for me to learn. About your blog, when did you actually decide to start writing? What is your blog about and where anyone can find it? Well, first of all, the reason that I made my blog is that I love writing. It was my passion. I always write. I think that is one of my way to release my stress on board. I write a diary every day and some point um, I felt like, you know, this is, I mean, this is too fun to just keep it for myself. So I wanted to share with a lot of people and also even my friends in Korea. When I tell them I'm working on a cruise ship, uh, they don't know much about it. They ask me so many questions. And when I tell them the stories on board, they are fascinated. So I was thinking maybe, you know, I can open a blog and then I can write, talk more about it. So I started posting my experience on board. And a lot of people loved it. And because it was a very unique job, even now, uh, after like seven years, uh, still it's a very unique job um, because in Korea, it's hard to find that kind of job. And especially you have to speak English and all that. I keep posting about um, one year, I believe. And um, at that time, I was on vacation in Mexico. And uh, one of the editor from the book publisher uh, she contacted me asking if we can you know publish a book about your experience and you know having my own book was my biggest dream and um, I published my book about two years ago this blog is in Korean for our Korean listeners right uh, where can they find it yes the blog is actually from a brunch that is the name of the uh, the website So I have my own writing there. So if you go to the brunch website and find my name, uh, my nickname there is Miss Concierge. And you will find all my writings. Of course, it's all in Korean. So for international uh, guys, you can't really read it. But yeah, I'm, I hope that I can translate some of that in English as well. Great. And in regards about the book, it is also in Korean. Is that right? Right, yes. Are you having any plans uh, for you to just translate it or write into English at some point? I mean, I'm thinking about it, yes. I haven't done it, though. <laughs> As per your perception, how do the Korean community see you before and after you're publishing a book? A lot of them, they didn't even know about this job. 
you know, because cruise uh, cruising is not one of the uh, popular thing in Korea because people don't know much about it. So of course, like working on a cruise ship is just a new thing for them. It became a quite sensational. And uh, for people who want to go abroad and speak English and also travel as well at the same time, um, like myself before, um, I didn't know much about all these jobs. And um, all I could dream of is to be um, uh, the flight attendant. However, like there were so many um, Koreans and of, of course from other countries as well who wants to be a flight attendant. Because, you know, it's a cool job and also uh, you can travel at the same time. But a lot of people who read my book decide to be a, a cruise ship crew. Um, so I believe I, you know, suggest some alternative for these people who dream about, you know, working abroad. Thank you, Jay. The concierge job on board may vary from the one at a hotel or on the cruise ship, and even may vary from ship to ship on board. Make sure you read the job description, as Jeon uh, mentioned in the interview. You can cater your personality type towards that job that you wanted to apply for. And if you are with the interviewer, ask as many questions as you have in order for you to get a clear picture. Sign on Crew is based on our experience and may vary all about each person's perception. I hope you found today's episode helpful. I would like to thank our guest, Jay, for joining me today. If you like our work, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. I will be very grateful if you could leave us a review and share it with a friend. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or any topics you would like me to further touch on, email us at podcast at signoncrew.com. Thanks. <music>